Humanoids, welcome back. It's another week of the Life is Mild podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Brian. And I'm your other host. I am Sterling. Brian, what's up? How are you doing? You know, uh, still out here living this puppy life, you know, uh, <laughs> just trying to get used to going outside a million times a day, but he's super smart, super cute. He's picked up fast. So, you know, it's all good. It's good. all good. It's good. How have you been? I gotta tell you, man, it's been a wild week. Uh, yesterday, our catalytic converter was stolen off of our car. Uh, ah, yes, a, a true American tradition. Yes, so, you know, first time we finally got got. It was interesting, though, because we were in bed. It was like 540 in the morning, and we have our window open with the fan in there, and we both hear this weird noise, and we're up on the third floor. So we hear this weird noise, and I was like, Carl, what is that? And he's like, I don't know. So he goes in the window, and he's looking out, and then he snatches the fan out the window, and he's like, he yells out, and he's like, hey! and then the dudes like jump into their car and drive off so he was like i think they just stole catalytic or catalytic converter and i was like what the fuck (laughs) you just saw so he went out there for sure it was stolen but i think he scared them off when he scared them off of our neighbor's car so they were trying to get to our neighbor's car when he yelled they had already gotten ours so that was fun. So he spent the day dealing with insurance and the mechanic and all of that. And then this morning, our TV broke. No. I wake up and he like peeks his head into the room and then starts to close the door. And I was like, what are you doing? What's up? And he's like, so fun fact, our TV just broke. And then Langston comes in and he's like, yeah, we had it on. And then it just like stopped. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh so we went and bought a new tv at costco our tv was old like it was like 14 13 years old but it was something where you know like you're like should we get a new tv and you're like eh, it works and it looks good it's fine you know is it's a big flat screen but like it was an older one but again you're just like it's not broken and there's no need so what's the point so we went and got a new one today at costco so that's that's what's going on in our lives it's been it's been a weird couple of days yikes yeah (laughs) i think the only thing since our last recording julian turned six so we had a a birthday party uh and fun fact six-year-old little boys are very loud um so loud yes we were at a movie theater and about 12 of them decided to just run up and down the aisles Yes, but we were the only ones there, so it was fine. So that's all right then. Yeah. So, uh, well, happy birthday, Julian. Six years old. So what's been going on? What's been trending this? Yeah. So I was scrolling the the Twitters and I saw a tweet and uh, the person just said, I want to know what he wanted us to do with this information. Like truly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, huh. So you know how it has a little see more. So I clicked the little see more and Isaiah Washington formerly of uh, Grey's Anatomy until he decided to become a homophobic ass clown, um, had a very odd uh, recounting of his youth. Yes. Um, So he said, and I quote, I had some of the best elementary school teachers and even some neighbors that I knew were Klan members back in Texas while growing up. I knew where they stood with me and they also knew where I stood with them. The boundaries were very, very clear, and I still played with their kids. I just couldn't drink from their outside water hose or come inside their house to eat. And their houses were usually much smaller than what I grew up in. My mother never refused to let their kids into her house to eat a summer lunch and drink our vintage JFK water glasses. (laughs) I can't help but wonder today, 
If their kids are vigorously supporting me as an actor today simply because I showed them love and respect as a true Texan and a true American, even when their parents and grandparents forbid me, forbid them to reciprocate it publicly. I wonder. End thought. He's, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish with this. One, is he still acting? I think he stars in like those conservative movies that get like $2,000 in the box office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, he's just one of those, like, dude, Isaiah, you're still black and they're not going to like you. And as much as you pander or whatever all of this is, because like, fine, be Republican, I guess, if you want to, (laughs) I guess. But this isn't, this doesn't do anything for anyone. This isn't, what does this do? You're just a traitor? I I just, I don't understand, like, what he's going for. Like, it's so confusing. Like, okay, so you had um, racist teachers and neighbors your parents fed their children yeah like that's not something to look back on fondly that's that's kind of traumatizing and it kind of makes me like question how you ended up how the way you did right (laughs) you would think that he'd be you know blackity black militant exactly Be like, we fed you bitches and you didn't even want to, like, you don't have no respect for me. Like, that's how I was. This is how the man treats you. (laughs) I don't, this is, what a waste of a talent. Because he was very, very talented actor. He was. And he threw it all away because he had to be a hateful ass clown. (laughs) Sam, it's like, dude. Oh, you could have just kept your mouth shut and you could have still been on Grey's Anatomy because that show was still on the air. Like, you know what I mean? This, you would have had a very happy, lucrative little life if you could have just kept your fucking mouth shut. But no. No, you you had to get out here and be hateful. Like, stop being hateful. Like, you don't make money off that shit. Just just from a, a selfish capitalist standpoint, it makes no sense to be so hateful. Right. Like, unless you are a rich white person like Tucker Carlson, who we'll get into later. Right. I was going to say, unless you're like a Fox News guy. And they're not going to let your black ass on there. Absolutely not. So what is the point of being hateful? (laughs) Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Speaking of hateful, this bothered me. This is such a bummer, Brian. Yeah. And I know, I know your little heart. <laughs> I know uh, your little heart is broken. Uh, my, my Bulls fan heart was just like crushed. So, <sighs> um, like, I'm so sorry. So Phil Jackson, <laughs> Phil Jackson, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time, uh, obviously coached the Bulls, which is probably when you fell in love with him. <laughs> As a coach, deeply as a coach, uh, had some comments to say about the NBA. Um, he revealed he hasn't watched the NBA in years after what he views as the league taking an overt, overly political stance during the bubble of the 2020 season at the height of the COVID 19 pandemic. Uh, people have been criticizing him, uh, including Jalen Rose. Uh, who was like, you can just stop watching forever. But Phil Jackson's comments, he was saying, you know, he was he was on the, some podcast with Rick Rubin, and he said that he found it amusing that players swapped out their last names on the back of their jerseys for words like justice and equality, adding, I couldn't watch that. He criticized the NBA for inserting politics into the games and broadcasts, insisting that such an approach was turning other people off. People want to see sports as non-political. Politics stays out of the game. It doesn't need to be there. He's just another old white man, and I'm real sorry, man. I know that broke your heart. I thought he was different, you know? I, yeah, I was like, like you know, he, he's a hippie into the zen shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he looks at things differently. Like, 
maybe, just maybe, he'll be that white man that when he gets old, he won't disappoint me. But damn it, he disappoint. And I've been in denial for a while because like he's pulled shit like this before. Like he called uh, LeBron James and like his team, like, you know, a posse. But he said it in that way where it's like, he don't mean posse. He means niggas. Like with the ER. You know what I mean? So it's like, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, wow. Okay. So LeBron James, the most uh, like for all intents and purposes, like the most business savvy, accomplished basketball player of all time and his team whom he sent all to college, they all like got interned. Like they weren't guys that were just like on, on the corner. And then the next day they were in the boardroom. Right. Right. And they're highly professional. Like, you never hear anything about LeBron's team stepping out of line and being rude. And you know what I mean? Like, yes. it, it's it's like, well, damn, if that's a posse, like wh what can, what can we as black people do to not be seen like that? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And then just, this, yeah. Yeah. How can you not just seeing the words justice and equal opportunity, like, that is what made you stop watching basketball. Like yeah. it's, I don't know, may, maybe because I'm a little bit sensitive to, to seeing, you know, a, a black man uh, get a, a knee to his neck until he dies and a woman, black woman being shot in her apartment, you know, unwarranted. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe because that affects me a little bit more. I'm like, yeah, of course this is what you would do, but you know, Bill just wants to see his bouncy ball, so. Just a major disappointment. I, yeah, I don't know. I, and it's like, but were you not, yeah, I don't, I just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And I think just thinking of, that was, 2020 feels like it was forever ago. It was a long, brutal year from like just so brutal and and watching all of that unfold and then that's his takeaway that he doesn't want it to get political and I'm like but it's but everything is whether you yeah. want it to be or not yeah yeah and but, I mean the NBA has always like sports in general has always yeah. been political like all the way back to Jesse Owens running at the Olympics in front of Hitler and yeah uh the U.S boycotting the olympics and i believe it was iran uh mm -hmm. for political like it sports is political <laughs> it always has been always has been and it's not going to change right and this is our time and if it's you know if it like phil just shut up then don't watch yeah and stop watching yeah Jalen was completely right like yeah. you made your money and your like your legacy is based off the backs of of black athletes yep. and being on teams with black players. Like he's got all these rings and yeah, he wouldn't, know, it, he wouldn't have been as successful without black men. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, that's fact. So. Yeah. It, it was just, I was like, damn, you just going to go ahead, make that pivot and go on back home. <laughs> yep. What so is, yeah, just the that was a kick in the crotch. That's a huge kick in the crotch. Well, speaking of crotches, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that. Can... <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a transition, and I'm sure the people are wondering where I'm going with this. <laughs> a Minnesota state senator became a uh, became the topic of the Twitter screen this week. <laughs> when... <laughs> When he voted shirtless while lying in bed during a just a regular run-of-the-mill commission meeting. <laughs> the video streamed on YouTube and Republican Senator Calvin Barr of East Bethel can be seen voting with, with a schoolhouse rock I'm just the Bill character behind him <laughs> during a Zoom call. After voting, he quickly turned the camera off and left a black screen just showing his name. Uh, so you took the time <laughs> to find the bill from I'm Just the Bill. Right. Set it as your Zoom background, but you couldn't grab a shirt. 
Couldn't grab a shirt. Couldn't cover up. GOP Senate spokeswoman says that Barr, who's also a truck driver, worked until 4.45 that morning and then went to bed before Monday's evening, before Monday's meeting. She said he wouldn't comment on the vote or the video. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, that's all anybody wants to hear about. Like, what are you doing? Put a shirt on. I mean, it's your it, job. Have you seen the picture of him? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, how we zoomed in 2020 when you would like have zoom when we were doing like zoom happy hours or zoom hangouts and talking to people because that was like it and you'd just be like laying in bed like chilling this not for work yeah and like what (laughs) you are an elected official go sit at your kitchen table and put a shirt on put a t-shirt on anything and get out of bed you don't have to put a suit on but put a shirt on at the very least oh my god i mean it it could have been worse it could have been like the cnn guy what was his name Uh, jeffrey uh oh what was his name is it jeff zucker no is it who was the masturbatory (laughs) cnn guy <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Man. Jeffrey Tubin. Tubin. Yes. That's right. Apologies, Jeffrey Zucker. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, he might have been shirtless, but he wasn't masturbating. He wasn't so. masturbating. That's a win, I guess. So uh yeah. Kudos to you, Calvin Boston. <laughs> In some wild news that I personally didn't think was coming, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson are both out. Now, Don Lemon, I'm like kind of indifferent towards him. I don't really care (laughs) about Don Lemon. People have very strong feelings about him one way or another. I just don't care about him. He's just never really, even when he's trending, Mm -hmm. like it took me a while to even know that he got fired because I see his name trend and I'm like, I don't really fucking care what Don Lemon's doing. But when Tucker Carlson's ass got fired, that felt like a win. That felt, that felt real fucking good, Brian, because he's Uh. a monster. So Don Lemon, uh, I mean, I guess people are saying he got fired because he had that like contentious interview with the the Indian uh, conservative guy who's possibly running for president. Um, I mean, that would be messed up, but Don's also said some messed up stuff to where I'm like, it balances out. I mean, yeah, I mean, because he said like some shitty things about women. Yeah, that's their prime. Yeah, I mean, but again, and this is this is a, a flaw of mine. He said it about Nikki Haley, and I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm also not gonna save you. Uh, so tough break, I, Nikki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he, like the things that he said, you know, and how he's apparently treated his colleagues is like yeah that's fucked up like yeah fucking fire him because again like i don't care what happens to don lemon do you know what i mean like i just i honestly just don't care i was like oh is he gonna keep working is he a shitty person then he shouldn't work there but i wouldn't like i just there's so many things happening all the time (laughs) he's just one person that i've decided not to spend any time or energy on yeah well, As I mean, to the other guy. <laughs> well, like Don Lemon, I mean, I didn't forget. Like he's pivoted to being like pro-black, like 
in the last couple of years. But mm -hmm. I remember he was like the conservative black dude at CNN, like the pull up your pants and stop littering. Remember when yeah. he gave like the seven things that black people need to do? And it's like, pull up your pants, stop littering. Oh don't God, have, right. don't have kids out of wedlock. And black fathers and da da da. Like I didn't forget that shit. Like so I totally forgot about it. I mean, and that might have been why I never listened to Don Lemon. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that might be why he's not on my radar anymore because of that. I forgot about that shit. Yeah. That was a little while ago. And you're right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I remember hearing that and being like, fuck this dude. Yeah. And then, then that was it. Yeah, then Donald Trump happened and he like pivoted to like black mm -hmm. shit, you know, hoping I guess we'd forget. But uh well, yeah, boy. Well, I did, but... <laughs> Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> I forgot because I stopped paying attention to him because of that. That's but, wild. Uh, but uh Tucker Carlson, um yeah, he had to go uh not just because of the racism. Not just because of the alleged sexism, uh, because he is costing Fox News probably after all his lawsuits are said and done a billion dollars with a B. The Dominion suit uh, got settled, so that's seven hundred and eighty-seven and a half million dollars. That's um, so much money, and there are two more lawsuits apparently yeah. and i'm like yeah y'all gotta let him go because if he keeps talking yep there's gonna be more lawsuits <laughs> you have you cannot this cannot be the case like yeah. and it's about time like that was great when they said it and it like flashed up on my phone you know i get my little news alert and it was like tucker carlson's been fired at fox and i was like bullshit and i was like i was like let me look at the source <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i need to read everything i need to get because i did not believe it i like would not believe it and the fact that like he signs off on friday and then it's like so he's expecting to come back monday and like do his show but uh yeah i guess all we can ask him is uh I did not share the audio with you. That's why you no. are looking at me like that. That's... I was like, I can't hear anything. Damn it. <laughs> I I apologize, listeners. I was like, what's going on? What are we doing? How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Have you read the, the text? Like... I did read the text. Oh, what a bitch. <laughs> I hate him. I'm so glad he's fired. So glad. And he's apparently been talking about like how Donald Trump is basically he's like, hey, we're shitty people, but we're not like shitty like Donald Trump shitty. We worked hard to be this shitty and he's not working hard mm -hmm. enough to be <laughs> shitty, apparently. <laughs> Oh, what did, where was oh yeah. where, there was one that was real fucked up um yeah he said uh talking about violence during the january 6th yes uh insurrection where he was talking where he's like saw those people like beating up the antifa dude yeah and he was like i want like to see that like he basically wanted the guy to get killed yeah and oh here it like, is so then somewhere deep in my brain an alarm went off this isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, and I'm sure I hate him personally, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody loves him and he and would be crushed if he was killed. And it's like, you're, but you still are kind of rooting for him to be killed? Yeah, you definitely wanted him to get killed. And then you had to be like, wait, wait, wait. I don't want him to die. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street. Trump support, Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living shit out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable. It's not how white men fight. <laughs> That's it. It's not how white men fight. <laughs> Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. 
He sent that to one of his producers. Yeah, I'm like, what is your relationship with this person? That <laughs> you can like text that type of shit. I mean, my boss and I are friends and we text some wild shit to each other, but you know, not about killing people. Yeah, yeah. Like not, if I see like a funny meme, like <laughs> I'll send it to my boss, but like I'm not saying like, man, did you see that customer that came in today? I hope he gets beat to death. <laughs> I hope they surround him in the parking lot. Somebody needs to beat that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just so, it's nice not to like see his stupid face on Twitter all the time and hear all the garbage and the lies. Cause he just, that's all it was. It was just lies, lies, lies. Yeah. And, and, and he did. He cost, he, he cost Fox this billion dollars basically. And, you know, they still have more lawsuits facing them. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I got zero sympathy for him. Yeah, I got zero no, no. sympathy for Fox. Apparently, yeah. if he tries to come after them, uh, they have a dossier of awful things he's done to like basically like discredit him. But I'm like, but you kept him employed, even yeah. though he's done enough <laughs> terrible things to create right. a dossier. Yeah, you have a file on him. When you could have just fired him before, you all are trash. Y'all are trash. So trash. It's wild out here. It is good to know, though. Like Bill O'Reilly and like Megyn Kelly have both held like those spots, and when they left, like you don't really hear from them too much. Megyn Kelly had her failed talk show, and then yeah, she was, yeah. she was awful on uh on the Today Show. I never understood that. I was like, don't you have to be like personable and like likable for morning tv and she is none of those none of them she's the worst they all are and like we don't really hear about from them anymore and so i'm hoping the same happens with tucker and i know they're just gonna fill it with another douche nozzle that will i guess will kane i don't know who will kane is Is will kane used to work for espn and he famously on his last day was on the radio and he was making some kind of dumbass argument. And Bomani Jones called in. And he, for like 12 minutes, systematically tore him apart point by point. It was, it got the feel of on the last day of school, how like you fight somebody because they can't yeah. do anything to you. Right. Bomani was waiting for his last day. <laughs> and he <laughs> ripped his ass apart i think he was supposed to have like another week and will kane was like i ain't coming back i'm not doing this i'm not doing this that was a embarrassing it was it was fantastic if i can find it i will send it to you but it was it was so good oh please please do but yeah he's a young like Stepford male looking son of a bitch. Who... Yeah, I'm looking him up. He's you know, he just uh, just another white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll probably slide right into the seat and yep. in four to five years, uh he'll text something about uh, I don't know, uh, the Jews have done this and that, <laughs> and it'll get released, and then he'll get fired and yeah. or then, probably uh... not, but <laughs> <laughs> He'll they'll just put it in the dossier that they'll build against Will. Well, he'll probably get fired because he'll be like, I don't know, maybe they shouldn't have killed that black guy. Maybe yeah. they should have just like beat him. And they'll yeah. be like, No, not no. far enough. You're fired. <laughs> Fuck Fox. They're the worst. They're fucking terrible. <sighs> well, Joe Biden's running again. <laughs> I guess that's not too terrible. Honestly, I, I don't hate it. Um, it's I I think he's actually done. He's done a very good he's job. Done a good job. It's not perfect. Nice. Not perfect. Not perfect. Who is? Yeah, it's a fucking president. Like I'm not gonna agree with everything that they do, yeah. and I don't. I just it's been nice not like thinking about the president all the time. Yeah. And. Yeah, I don't really think about Joe Biden that much. <laughs> I I like that he has shown the ability to like move on previous positions. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. student loan. Um, yeah. You know, like he used to be very much against it. Now there's a portion that's going to be forgiven. Yep. Like 
He's as long as there's like some give and take, yeah, I can live with it. I can live with it. I'm and he's fine. an adult. Exactly. And I think Donald Trump lowered the bar so much oh my that God. like all I asked for is an adult. Just a grown-up person who can manage emotions well enough in a room, <laughs> can handle pressure, is intelligent. Doesn't is, go on Twitter rants. Right. Like you... You have to be intelligent to be the president. This is not, you can't be just some dumb, dumb idiot who inherited money and then fucked everything up and had a reality show. Like this is just, this is the world we're talking about here. Like relationships with leaders and we, it's it's just, there's, I, I would, I am not a dumb person, but I am not smart enough to be the president of the United States. I am compared to Donald Trump I would do significantly better than him because I'm much smarter than he is. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm not, I don't feel like I could be the president. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it, it like kills me. People are like, Oh, Donald Trump. He's so smart. He's a good businessman. I'm like, but he's, no, not. he's not like he basically uses daddy's money that was gotten through redlining and mm -hmm. screwing over minorities Mm -hmm. and uses that to basically like just litigate people who can't afford to keep up with him exactly this it, is exactly it he just like buries people yeah but now he's going up against the u.s government who he can't outspend right <laughs> so, so let's let's see how this goes like, so yeah that guy god damn, that guy. he's the worst so Joe Biden running again? I'm fine with it. He's old as balls. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, let, let's light some candles for Joe. <laughs> you know, let's get the elders at the church to lay hands on Joe. Like whatever we got to do. Uh, but in his old age, I will say that he has, uh, he has no filter in the best way possible. Yeah. I appreciate uh, it. I like appreciate at the it. debate with Trump, and he was like, "Oh, will you shut up?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "God damn, I, I fucks with this." I love it. I was like, "Oh, that's right. That's good old Joe, man. We we haven't seen you in a while, and yeah. I like that's what I always liked about him when he was with Obama." So, and, and it kind of couple of people I went to high school with were posting this and talking about like, "Oh, so we just gonna forget about the crime bill and blah 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 blah," and I'm like. Here's what we got to remember about the crime bill. Black people wanted the crime bill too, because yeah. I remember at my church, oh. people being set, like, this is a, a Baptist church in Mississippi, all black folk, wall to wall That's, black people. That, that is the blackest place in America. It don't get no blacker than a Baptist church in the in, South. In the South. <laughs> okay. They were happy as balls for that crime bill because they were like, these kids is getting too crazy out here. They yeah. need to, you know, we need yeah. to get hard on crime. All this, all the shit that we talk about that we don't want to hear today. They were all about it. And we can't vilify Joe. But then look at grandma and say, you cool. Yeah. Like we bear some responsibility, I think, in... No, you're absolutely right. I think that it, and it's that narrative, it, it plays out constantly, right? Where, not just with this, but with everything. Like, here we are now, and looking back at a choice that was made, and people are like, that was trash, they were so awful, I can't believe you people would believe in that and do that, and look at these problems. We see it a lot with, like, people re-watching old TV shows, and you're like, shit was different in the 90s. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that like you could make gay jokes like that. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm just saying like we aren't all monsters, but like it was a you know, it was a different time. It's just like and it's the same thing. We we see what we all believed in and we've looked back on it and now mm -hmm. we're like, "Whoa, <laughs> it was terrible." But and not that you and I could have done anything because we couldn't vote. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Well, were we 12? <laughs> yeah. I was like, we were children. <laughs> so, and we grow up and then you're like, oh, that was not a good idea. And it's like, if people can be rational and have a normal conversation, be like, at the time, 
it felt like a really good idea. So I don't know. I mean, I think that people are forgetting like how scary like the crack epidemic was. Mm -hmm. Like it's funny to like make the, you know, the the Tyrone Biggums crackhead jokes right. now, like haha he he. But like that shit was scary. That was like old women getting attacked and TVs getting stolen and yeah. purses getting yanked so people could go back crack. Like right. so yeah, people were they were desperate for answers and the crime bill they thought was a solution. And then too to think about like how the how the narrative around like addiction is now mm -hmm. versus then, right? Because it's like, oh, if you do drugs, you're a junkie and you're a terrible person and you've made a terrible decision and you deserve all the bad things that come to you, right? Like that was just what it is. And people still believe that. <laughs> but now we know, now we understand. We understand addiction and poverty and all of that, right? Like we get how all of these factors play a role in like choices that people make. And so it's like, oh. So we get it now. We we have we understand more of the world. I love that we've gotten on the, the crime bill. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how we got there, but <laughs> running for but it's an important conversation to have of just like recognizing times and what was going on. And then like how do we change and adjust? And we can still critique, but don't act like, you know like we're all monsters or people were horrible monsters for believing in, in something at a certain point in time or that, oh my gosh, you watched Friends? Well, they make gay jokes, so you must be homophobic. And you're like, what the hell? How'd you make, how'd you make that jump? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's just that being aware of like how we critique things and look back on things. And we know, we know there are problems and we're still, and now we're fucking dealing with the aftermath well, of it. I mean, it... <laughs> We all have liked, done, said problematic shit. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. So, is the people who are bitching about Joe Biden and using that as kind of a straw man argument, they're not, ar they're not arguing in good faith. Right. So, one, they're not people that I care to talk to. And two, <laughs> the other option is fucking Donald Trump, okay? Yeah, exactly. Like, Exactly. Let's really let's think about this here. He could have spit my grandma's face and I'd still vote for him because <laughs> the other option is Donald Trump. Donald Trump. And he's a horrible, horrible person. So yeah. Yep, exactly. Exactly that. I'm fine. Like, whatever. Joe Biden has not been perfect. He has made some fucking terrible decisions in the past that no, I do not agree with. Yeah. And maybe some at the time I would have agreed with some of the time i wouldn't have but i'm also like all right and to get to the presidency you have to have been in politics in theory so right. long that you have this long track record exactly so people can go back and they can nitpick things you did 30 years ago 40 years ago like it right and he's been in politics it, for so long that's almost like 50 years oh my god that's essential that's disgusting that sounds like a miserable life to me i never want to be in politics so it's just like yeah he's definitely going to have done stuff that like none of us have liked because like as you do jobs you're gonna mess up yep you learn from those mistakes yep. next time that situation comes up you handle it differently politics is no differently it's a job it's a job because even thinking up. about even thinking about people like AOC, right? Who's like pretty radical for the most part, but then she's made some choices here where I'm like, you voted like against that, and so like let's say she continues to be in politics forever, it's like I'm gonna remember her not standing up for like the railroad workers, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd be like this bitch what you do you know like that's the thing like it's those kind of things even though everything else for the most part I agree with her on <laughs> you know yeah, so it's, it's just like and she's only been in politics for four years like but that's the thing that she learned when she came in she was loud vocally shitting on Nancy Pelosi mm -hmm. and all this and then she actually got in the job and saw what it entailed to get things done mm -hmm. and then she had to like learn from Nancy Pelosi like yeah. 
this is how you get deals done. Sometimes you have to vote for things that you don't want to, to have the votes for something that is probably, I don't want to say more important, but, but right. more might pressing. Have a big, yeah, it might have a bigger impact or something. Right, right. Yeah. So you, you vote no on this railroad worker thing so you can get yes votes on an infrastructure bill. Like it sucks that you got to throw the railroad workers like under the yeah. bus, but and it you get the that, infrastructure bill done. Yeah. And it sucks that politics are played this way, right? Yeah. Like this isn't, you know, just us at our jobs. Right. <laughs> that don't, you know, necessarily impact tons of people, but like, you know, it impacts everybody in the country. It's just, but that's how it is. And I'm like, do we change that? I don't know. We could go into a whole other thing. Yeah. A whole other rant about that but yeah so yeah I'll, I'll guess i'll be voting for joe biden again something that i didn't think would happen yeah. <laughs> something that i was like what this is i mean my i didn't i didn't think that he would be as i mean he's been more left than i thought he would be and yeah, i feel like he he's doing, he, he's doing good he listened to the people like that he ran against. I feel like he made promises to people like, hey, if you go ahead and drop out so I can get these votes, I'll do this. Yeah. And it appears he's like honoring like that promise to move further left. And I mean, I I, I respect it. Yeah, I'm I'm all right with Joe. Yeah, yeah. He, I got no beef with Joe. <laughs> I think it's fine. Uh, one very sad news for us. Millennials. Uh, good old Jerry Springer has passed away. Uh, I think everyone our age uh, at some point watched Jerry Springer. Not like regularly. Yeah. But uh, we definitely saw some episodes. We enjoyed it. We could laugh about it. It was wild. Uh, it wasn't like you look back on it now and you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is problematic. This is hella problematic. But at the time. <laughs> and let's be real. Even now, if I saw it, I'd be like, this is problematic. But it might not turn the channel immediately. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna turn away. Um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, Jerry Springer, man. I, you know, you don't you don't think about these folks that often. And then we lose them and you're like, oh, man. Did you ever go to the Jerry Springer show? I did not. I could never get tickets. <laughs> I actually went. Uh, I went with Wogan. So yep. here's the deal. If you bought four tickets, you had to bring a girl. <laughs> so <laughs> they were like, Sterling will go. And I was like, you're damn right. I'll go to Jersey. <laughs> uh, and so it was Wogan, me, I believe Chad. I think he was the third. And then the fourth was everybody's favorite Law enforcement officer of Minnesota, Mr. Jai Hansen. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, if you're interested, you should Google Jai Hansen, Minnesota, uh, and you'll know who was my fourth uh, person at Jerry Springer. <laughs> and uh, we were like the last people let in, and we had to sit on the steps. And we were young. We were in college. It was like 20 years ago. I don't even remember what the topic was. I do know that a woman got completely naked on the stage. And I kept thinking like, but you don't have to be naked. Because <laughs> it didn't go with the theme. <laughs> like the themes were always like, you know, you're cheating on me or like, I'm a secret stripper. And if you're like a secret stripper, it's like, yeah, be naked. But somebody's boob always fell out or whatever. But she like completely got naked. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand Okay. But whatever, ma'am. Show your boobs. The thing was that got me was that during the commercial breaks, they would do Jerry Springer beads. And so you'd be like, I want Jerry Springer beads. And so that meant the women in the audience, like that woman would then show her boobs. This was an audience member. <laughs> she would show her boobs. And then everybody in the audience would yell, jump up and down. <laughs> she would jump down got beads jerry springer beads i could not believe it and i remember the four of us just like laughing because you're like this is the most absurd thing i've ever witnessed in my life it's funny because well funny story uh another friend of ours flatly he went to a, a, a taping and he comes back 
And I'll never forget, he's walking up the hall and he goes, guess how many boobs I saw today? (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, 13. (laughs) I was like, why is there an odd number? Why is there an odd number? They come in a pair. Did somebody have one? Did somebody have three? I have questions. (laughs) It's a 13. (laughs) Uh, But it's funny, Jerry Springer started off like, Bill Donahue, like yeah. very serious very television. Serious. And, and wasn't I mean, he like a state senator or mayor oh, or something? This man has lived a life. He got a law degree from Northwestern. He won uh, election to the Cincinnati City Council. Uh, he then had to resign in 1974 after it was found that he wrote a check for prostitution services at a massage parlor. He was reelected to the city council in 75. Uh, He even uh, talked about the prostitution controversy in his speeches while he was running. And he said, uh, let's see, a lot of you don't know anything about me, but I'll tell you one thing you do know. My credit is good. (laughs) He was elected mayor in 77 and 82. He ran for governor in uh, 82. He talked about, again, he basically went ahead and like addressed the prostitution like incident um in campaign ads so like he pulled a what was it a, a b rabbit in eight mile like i'm gonna say all the bad things about me what you got to say <laughs> right 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 uh 93 he started the jerry springer show so it was like just Phil donahue type shit worshiping the lord with snakes was one episode <laughs> Ooh, um but then it just got wild uh, from 1995. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. The first episode where it kind of went off the rails, a young man named Raymond uh, was trying to lose his virginity. He was offered five young women hidden by a screen to choose from. Raymond's friend Woody accompanied him. Woody doesn't know it. But his 18-year-old virgin sister is one of the contestants, a scroll told the viewers. Oh, my God. So, yeah, shit kind of went downhill from there. I read that, like, he was very hesitant to do that because he wanted to, like, do serious uh, journalism and all that shit. But uh, producers were like, look, you're going to get canceled with that serious shit. Uh, Let's go ahead and do this, uh, do this crazy stuff. Do this wild shit. And boy, did they. (laughs) Did they ever? Those that show was because I felt like it came on like there were like two times a day it may have come on where it was like one was like a little bit earlier, but it would be on like some back channel. And that might have been like a repeat one, but then like the newer episodes would air like late, like eleven. Yeah. <laughs> and we that's where it was because I was like, I feel like I was always like in bed, like flipping through the channels, and then like there's Jerry Springer. <laughs> and I watch it, I'm like, this shit's crazy. <laughs> Because that's all you could say. Yeah, I mean, and you'd be like, this is like the worst of humanity. And then yep. like the last three minutes would happen and Jerry would do his like closing oh, speech. Yeah, and it was always so enduring yeah. and wholesome so, and so warm. Nice. And he always ended it with take care of yourself and each other. And each other. And I'm like, oh. No, thanks, Jerry. Like I didn't just watch like some trailer park meth heads just like rail on each other for like 25 well, well, somebody's minutes. naked in the corner like it just it was unreal see a big black dude throw a chair at a guy in the clan like <laughs> yes so much chair throwing remember steve wilco and he had his own show he yeah had like a spinoff he was just a bodyguard because those bodyguards would jump up there real quick but they would always like they would wait just enough time, their time. Us, yeah it was like just enough time for us to like really enjoy it before you're like oh they're really beating the shit out of each other here like like this is uncomfortable <laughs> yeah they 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 timed it exceptionally well uh good old jerry springer yeah so r.i.p gerald r.i.p also his name was gerald you don't meet too many white geralds I you feel. really don't i did not know that was it and gerald is a black name <laughs> Gerald and Jerome, like you, you meet a, a white Jerome. I'm like, who, who's your daddy? Oh, well, in other terrible, 
terrible news that Awful. I don't think people realize is going to be as bad as it is is the uh, the writers guild of america decided to go on strike uh the last time this happened was uh 2007 2008 um and reading through i mean this has been kind of a long time coming i guess you could say like they've been they've been upset for a little while streaming services getting getting paid for those things right because that's how writers make their money it's uh what is it called residuals residuals thank you is how they really sustain their life um and then it's just changes to writer rooms people just meet on zoom they do these small little rooms they don't even know if their show's been greenlit yet they don't even get asked to go to set um it does sound it sounds super fucking shitty like it really does and i didn't realize it was this bad so but but what i like i think what what's what worries me the most out of all of the things like i hope they get everything that they deserve is that i think people forgot like how fucking shitty it was when the strike happened in 2007 and 2008 so a bunch of shows like had half season scrubs was supposed to end that season and then it didn't because it only got 11 episodes so then they moved to abc and then those last few seasons were kind of trash even though the finale was good pushing daisies yeah. never made it back um and then shows that had no business getting greenlit because they had like scab writers yep like who didn't earn or deserve to have a tv show like uh cavemen yeah remember that based off the geico ad Not the geico commercial yeah it's like that was a show that happened right. um more reality shows happened um it's partially you can blame yep. the, you could make yep. the argument the writer yep. strike is the reason that donald trump became president because Absolutely. he was fading into obscurity more reality shows got greenlit. Somebody got the great idea to bring in Celebrity Apprentice starring Donald Trump. Yep. It made him super popular again. And he just and took that popularity and here we are now. Yep. So this is why we don't want a writer's strike because we do not want another Donald Trump presidency. Please. please uh, <laughs> it was just, it was such a brutal thing that I don't think I realized... I just didn't realize like the impact because I remember being pissed that shows were not coming back. Yeah. And all the reality shows. Cause like, I'm not a huge reality show person. I've watched a few here and there. I get that shows like real housewives and Vanderpump rules are more like soap operas these days. Like that's, that's the soap opera entertainment. So like, that makes sense. It's just not my thing, but like, now I'm just like, oh, don't do this to me. And I think too, I'm so worried about shows kind of like Grand Crew or American Auto that don't have a huge following and should, because they're very good. Like, are they going to make it to the other side of this strike? Do you know what I mean? Like, are yeah. they actually going to get picked up again or everything's going to get pushed back? Things are going to change because when they do come back, they are not very good. Yeah. <laughs> after the after the 2007, 2008 writer's strike, things came back and they were not great for it a while. It took a while for TV to like catch yeah. back yeah. up. I mean, I'm there were a couple of shows. Um, let's see, the second season of House of Dragon, I know, was completed. Mm -hmm. um, they just completed Snowfall that that series ended yeah. well i mean i never really watched it so i guess i guess i got time now uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and i was like i guess there's shows i should go check out now yeah so uh, there's that um but yeah this is gonna be it just seems like i mean it all comes down to greed um yeah. Yeah. you know like just pay these people what they uh, like what you owe like yeah studio executives are you know making 800 million dollars and 
who was it? The um, it was one of the writers for the Bear. The Bear, I yeah. I was reading. Uh, had a negative balance in yep. his account and had to borrow a suit from some for some awards, you know, yeah. ceremony. And I'm like, he's winning the award. Yeah, and he like, can't even afford to get out there. Yeah, like, what the fuck are we doing? Yep. <laughs> and it's like, because we could we could sit and you can be like, oh, hey, they're very worried about like AI, things like chat GPT and stuff taking over. And it's like, I understand that I've used chat GPT for stuff with my job and um, it like, you know, we'll be like, write a vignette. So I'm like terrible at writing like case examples or vignettes. I just always have been. We can be like, write a vignette <laughs> that includes like this and it does it for you, but you still have to like go in and like fix it up a bit, but it gives you like a good bones. So the thing is, is like, even if they're like, well, AI is just going to take over. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not because the creativity of the human mind versus a computer, because computers are just pulling information from things that already exist. Right. I'm like, this is, I don't know. It's just, yeah. yeah, I mean, like you, even if you have AI, like chat GPT, write an episode, you're going to need a human to go through and like punch it up because it's going to create dialogue the way not the way like people talk in real life yeah it's going to sound like siri and alexa having a conversation with one another like an episode of seinfeld wouldn't happen no with like chat gpt like i was watching it last night and like there was just one scene where george goes like yeah and then Jerry goes, hello. <laughs> and Kramer walks in and goes, hello. And like, this doesn't make any sense if I were to like write this down and like yeah. look at it. Yep. However, watching it, you're like, okay. Yep. And you like, and you can picture the writer's room, like going back and forth. Somebody having... made a dumb inside joke yep. and it made it to the. And it made it to the show. Yeah. And like, there it is and that was the thing I was just watching like succession and they have that like after the episode thing and they interview everybody and uh Sarah Snook was talking about this moment where like she and Tom played something called bitey Mm -hmm. and she was like oh I thought it I she was like Sarah Snook was like I thought that the writer had just you know made that up she was like but it was something she and her brothers did (laughs) so I'm like but that's the kind of stuff that AI is not going to be able to make. Yeah. They're not going to come up with bitey. Yeah. To represent. They're not going to be able to come. They're not coming up with any of Karen Culkin's. No. no. Oh God. First of all, he's so fucking good in that show. Okay. Love, this, he's perfect for that role. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. I digress. He's killing it this season and deserves all of the awards. Anyway. Everybody deserves all of the awards <laughs> yeah, in that it's show. So good. However. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm worried. I mean, and the thing is, is people be like, oh, it's Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but look at their conditions. And they're the reason that this is where it starts. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like people forget that, like, this is the beginning. Nothing exists without the words on the page. They are the reason that all of this over the past few years that television has been excellent and it has started to fade a little bit Mm -hmm. like you do have to pick sift through a lot of bullshit to find good shows now but there were those like sweet golden spot about like two or three years after the writer strike up until about like i don't know 2019 or something where we were like this is the goddamn golden age of television (laughs) but that those 10 years yes yeah yeah, I mean, it, who was it? Uh, I think it was Rob Lowe that was walking the picket line, and yeah. people were shot like, "Why are you walking the picket line?" He was like, "I can't do what I do without them." Yeah, and it's like he didn't say anything that was like super revolutionary. It's just like he's like, "It's common sense." Like, why wouldn't I support these guys? Like, of, of course, of course. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm like, do they not realize that all the actors are going to be on board with the writers because they can't do it? Like, and some of the writers are, or some of the actors are writers as well. Like, this. Yeah, I know, like, are... Kenta Brunson was talking yeah. about she's on her way back to LA so she yep. can, like, pick it. And I'm like, 
yeah, yeah. these are like nobody's on your side still. <laughs> like you are the soulless like just money vacuums yes okay so it's time to like set your money sucker from 10 to like six <laughs> and pay people what they owe you're still gonna be a millionaire hundreds of times over yes just pay what you owe just pay what you owe you you cannot do that you will fail without them Yes. No AI generator is going to give you their work. So fuck them and best of luck to the writers. I hope they get this straightened out soon because I love tea. I love it so much. <laughs> Just Anybody that listens to this knows we are going to be devastated. Devastated. I'm, I'm, I, I oh, God damn it. I swear to God, if they make me miss out on CSI Vegas, <laughs> there will be hell to pay. Okay? I love my crime procedurals. You can call it copaganda all you want to. I don't care. I it's, love it. You love it. But that's the thing. That's how I feel about my new show, Will Trent. And I think it was the series finale. And I was like, I swear to God, if this doesn't make it to the other side of the writer's strike, I'd be fucking livid. I need a good police procedural in my life yeah. at all times studio executives please make it happen make it because i'm a very petty person and i won't physically hurt you but i will make a bunch of jokes at your expense on twitter <laughs> can i get to the game sweet yeah show me the way cause i got bills to pay can i get I think it's that time, Sterling. I think it is that time. We've we've gone through Isaiah Washington uh, rambling about how he's cool with Klan members. We've talked about not wearing shirts during Zoom calls. <laughs> we've even talked about the late, great Jerry Springer and 13 boobs. But Sterling, who in the year of our Lord, 2023, can get it? I'm glad you asked, Brian. So my runner-up this week is none other than... Uh, the blonde vampire himself, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, he's on succession this season. His character is douchey, but so is everybody. So everybody on that Everybody is. Um, but I saw a picture of him from the Met Gala, and he just looked real nice. And I was like, that's right. I do find you attractive. Because <laughs> this <laughs> character on succession, I'm like, ill. And then I like pan out and I'm like, oh, that's right. It's you though. And I you, like you, you big giant Swede. You it's not big like I have Swedish a, dummy. <laughs> not like I have a type or anything. No, not you. <laughs> giant Swede. Hmm. Uh, but my winner this week, and this is just random because I was just scrolling through like some website and a picture of him popped up on it. It was like peoplemagazine.com or something. <laughs> I'm like getting my getting my juicy gossip celebrity <laughs> stuff or what have you and i was like oh that's right you are attractive it's dev patel nice. um, he's just he's wildly attractive to me he's he's come so far as he's aged he's just looking so nice and handsome and sexy so yeah <laughs> he's uh he's my can get it this week brian who do we got well sterling uh my runner-up uh the lovely, the talented. Uh, she has uh, refused. She's boycotting aging. Uh, it is the really? lovely Maya. Yeah. Uh, now the reason being is because I am a scumbag. There was a uh, there was a video of her on. Oh my Twitter. god! I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it when you listed her. I was like, I bet it's that weird video. It is. It it is weird. Uh, but let me tell you, it worked. Uh, <laughs> She she got unexpectedly sprayed in the face, <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, I I need to go talk to some to some therapists. I need to work through some things. Uh, I need to. I'm working on. She looked good. She I'm working on. I'm working on myself." She did. She looked really good. Right when I saw her name, I was like, oh, that's that weird video where she got sprayed in the face with that stuff. Yep. You know me well. 
So yeah, oh, that, that, that that is literally the only reason she's my runner-up. Uh, so yeah, there you go, Maya. Uh, but my winner this week. So if you go to the California, it's a little town called Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks is the home of one Elizabeth Olsen. I bet you did not know that. I didn't. If you turn around and go six miles north, you'll go to the birthplace of today's winner. That would be, <laughs> with all due respect to Elizabeth Olsen, that would be Allie Wong. Yes, Allie Wong. Yes. She's That's super right. hilarious. She's fantastic in the show Beef. Um, we're two episodes in, um, and she is unhinged, to say the very least. So I have not watched Beef yet. I will clearly have time now since there will be no new TV shows. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there was one scene where she's like walking through and I'm like, oh, you oh. are too attractive. You're going to be my winner. So yeah, <laughs> it, it really wasn't deep. No. Hey, that's it. Because my last week that we did this, uh, Stephen Yin from Beef was mine. And it was just because he was being interviewed for that show. And I was like, Hello. Yeah, it was like me last week with Janelle Monet. I was yeah. just on Instagram and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is what it is. This is how Dev Patel won. <laughs> this, this, is what, this is what we're doing now. Okay. I was just like, you're hot. I forgot. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> apologies to, to you all for not remembering this. That's my bad. That's a user <laughs> error. That's on me. <laughs> uh, so this has been a good one. It uh, has been has been good so yeah this has been another episode of the life is mild podcast i am one of your hosts i am sterling i'm your other host i am brian we'll see you next time bye happy anniversary carrie Yay. <laughs>